Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Dev? We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Folks, usually we're a Mac in a Big Ten podcast, but today we decided to take a little national level. Going national. Going national. You know, we needed some content before the season actually kicks off. Can't wait for it, but still got to put out some pods. Well, Matt, it's, hard, I, it's hard to take a micro lens on the big and Mac if you don't understand the full picture. So, oh, I love we're that. Just, we're I taking, love we're that. taking a step back I today. love that. No I problem. love that. That's great. Matt, can I briefly put you on the spot? Okay. He's done no research on this, so spare him. Uh, but two of my favorite non-Mac and Big Ten teams are getting a lot of love, and I just want your 30-second take on this. Okay. Two of my favorites. Okay. Utah Utes, Cincinnati okay. Bearcats. They're okay. getting a lot of hype this season. Okay. Those teams combine to win 21 games. What's your take on that statement? Wow, that's a lot. So 21, you think that Utah is going to win 11. Is that correct? Correct. Cincinnati, sorry, they're going to take an L at Ohio State, so that's one. So then they would need to run the table to get to 11, right? Correct. So let's say they drop one more. That puts them at 10. Um, well, they could, if they're both in the conference championship games, that lends them an extra game to get there, to get to that 21. Wow, you think Utah's going to be in the conference championship game? Oh, I think it's possible. Clearly, you don't. But anyway, so what is your what is your take on that? I like it, and and I've seen a lot of it. I don't think it's going to happen. Interesting. Which team of the two are you most concerned about? I I just think I'm not confident that both are double digit uh, win teams. I could see you saying, "Can they get 18?" Yeah, yeah. Both, both could be solid 18-win teams. I'm actually more confident in Cincinnati hitting the double digits, even knowing they're going to lose to Ohio State. Sure, sure. Which, Anyways, which, great. So you're in on it. I'm, I'm actually thinking 21 wins is possible, both teams. I think Utah wins the uh, Pac South, so they'll be in the championship game, and I don't see why Cincy can't. I think Cincy could win that conference. We'll oh, see. I think they could too, but they could win it, and – drop two other games sure other sure. outside of ohio state i just think if both teams are in the uh championship game which is an if but if both teams make their conference championship that's easy to get 21 wins and i'm just loving the hype around these programs sure i think two both of uh two solid coaches in uh whittingham and fickle so um i mean Checking a guy who got his master's degree from the University of Cincinnati, Bearcat for Life. So wouldn't wouldn't there hate a little uh little Bearcat run this fall. I kind of felt bad about the way in which you talked about Lane Kiffin in listening to it again. And then I was <laughs> on Twitter yesterday and a FAU undergrad whose Twitter handle is Summer said, My day has been made. Uh, Lane Kiffin followed me today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm which, telling you, dude. Which Lane I'm Kiffin, telling you. Which Lane Kiffin liked and retweeted, and I was like, okay. He Got likes it. to coach football and chase co-eds. That is what he's doing. <laughs> okay, keep it moving. Uh, folks, Chris Peterson, who's starting here? Uh, why don't you start being the Chris Peterson apologist? Apologist? Son. So, 
One. Let's start where this started. Peterson is raking in four point, if we round up, four sure. a year. So actually under what is a going rate for a high-performing Power 5 coach, which is 5 mil. It's not much under, but a little bit under. He's 19th in the country. I understand. Or at least was last year. Right. Right. So, as a head coach, he is 139-33. He is 6-6 six and six in bowl games. He has one college football playoff appearance. And I felt like we... I, I guess I... Is your argument only staying with his performance at Washington, or are we considering everything all Correct. Around? No, I'm saying since arriving at... Was it in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, he's making the big bucks. He's got not a whole lot to show for it. So in five years, he has three Pac North titles. Three appearances Surprise. in the conference championship game. Sure. Two, I was at one. Two Fun Pac-12 fact. titles. And a playoff sure. appearance. Where he got blanked. So there's three of... Oh, and then he led Alabama. You, what do you, you sound like the athletic director at Auburn right now. But, okay, guy. Right. Welcome to everybody else playing Alabama. Um, three titles in five years for his division. I don't know what else you... Two titles and one appearance. No, three North titles, two Pac titles. Oh, I see. I was just talking Pac. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand how that's not worth it. Sixty percent of the time you're winning your division and ending up in the conference championship game. All you need is to give your team a seat at the table. Consistent. The Pac sucks, dog. <laughs> I could get there if Michigan is in the Pac twelve. Like Harbaugh, if they just implant Michigan in there, they're the conference champion every year. Pack sucks. Different context, though. I think that, yes, uh, in a high tide raises all ships or something like that. But, you know, which I think happens in the Big Ten East when that is the level of expectation. you got to deal with uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. So, yeah, it's different. I, but not another team has to answer to that level in the Pac-12, given his okay. context. He's successful at it. He's making is there a, a is mill. There a, is there a more successful Pac-12 coach than Chris Pearson in that five-year tenure? I was just about to ask you. So he's making a mill more than yep. Kyle Whittingham and Chip Lee. Yep. Or Chip Lee. Mike Leach. Yep. And Chip Kelly. Yep. But, uh, Shit. Do you really think he earns a million more than those two guys? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How many titles do they have? Kyle Whittingham? So so zero play, zero playoff experiences for both those teams, correct? Sure. Okay. How long how long do you get to ride a playoff appearance? Do you get to ride that for ten years? No, you get to ride a championship for ten years. I say you could do a playoff appearance for five, or for five, four, four to five. So oh four, then he's almost out of this window of riding this championship. But he's still in it, correct? Uh, I guess. Personally, I don't think it should last five years, but. I'd say three. So this would be the first year out of his window. For me, at least. Okay. But the, the recruiting is up. The way that the offensive line looks for Washington is a way that like it hasn't looked at all. And let's not forget that he had to come in and write the boat from Steve Sarkeesian. How, how detrimental was the Steve Sarkeesian years, really? He was only there you don't think for so, you, 15 minutes. Two years. Was Sark beneficial to the Washington football? Probably not. No, I, I think that's hard to argue. <laughs> okay. 
We're going to have to agree to disagree here. Um, I say this, and I would pick Washington to win the North. Get the get out of here. Get away from me. I just don't Stop think he's worth that Stop four. We got to move on. Um, I think he's worth. Talk to me about Les Miles on <laughs> Michigan. All right, Les Miles doing an interview today, or not today, a couple days ago. He is obviously, I assume obvious, uh, coach, head coach, Kansas. Very excited to see how this turns out, actually. I think we have a potential for, like, two Herm Edwards-like guys uh, around the mm. league, if you will. Um, but anyways, he made the comment about Michigan. Uh, you know, there's speculation that he would return once uh, Lloyd Carr retired and, uh, I don't know, famously, perhaps, um, who, oh, my, I'm blanking on his name. Herbie from uh, College Game Day says, I got sources that say he's going um, to the to Michigan. He's they're in the playoff at or was a playoff at that time. No, No. I don't believe so. But they're they're prepping for a BCS bowl. And he's like, no, I'm not going. Uh, He had this interesting quote, though. Uh, I love Michigan. We just didn't have the opportunity. It breaks my heart. I love that place. Uh, there were things there that I was fortunate to accomplish that I could only give credit to Michigan for those experiences. Uh, I had that allowed me to do some things that I did. Okay. Uh, I think the time that I was there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Matt, take on that. Take on this. I didn't, I, I don't know. I thought that the title was trying to get, be more reactionary sure. than what Miles actually sounded like when he was quoted. Um, sure. It didn't work. That was also on Miles. Like, yeah, Herb Street broke the story. If you want to take it, though, all you're worried about is this LSU drama. And, like, they were cheating on you with, like, every other coach that they could possibly get for three years, and you let it go on anyway, right? It, that So that gets out of Miles' camp in, like, whatever way, that he's interested in Michigan and they're going to have a deal. So, okay, fine. But LSU administrators and boosters couldn't have been more clear that they wanted to roll on – Les Miles, you know, who had been the most successful coach for them since Saban. Sure. I mean, that's my take. It's so like, like the only you, reason you're you not doing? at Michigan is because of you. You didn't want to go. Like at the right. end of the day. If, yeah. Michigan wanted to make it happen. I agree. If that's what he wanted, he should have taken it. And whatever with the drama, you just got to gotta roll with the punches. Would Michigan be in a better place mm. if Les Miles had, t- had so, gone into that spot? This is the real conversation I wanted to have. We're saying, yeah, because it's – Things we don't have to live through. Rich Rod, uh, Brady Hope. I still think Rich Rod would have worked out. I think so, too. That's my actual take, is that <laughs> they timed out Rich Rod one year too early. Because, you know, you know, Hope gets all this praise for the 11-2 and team, beats Virginia Tech in the Sugar Bowl. And actually, those were all Rich Rod's players, mostly Denard Robinson, right? What yep. he would have done with that system, that would have been, uh, you know, West Virginia... Uh, West Virginia West. Yeah, but we digress. We digress. Would they be in a better place? My take is no. Interesting. I think they would be in a similar to slightly worse. Miles, I don't love the showy stuff that Harbaugh does, but I think that people buy into it, and I think that you've seen that in recruiting classes, that he is getting kids. Have they been as productive as Michigan fans would like him to be? No. But you're not going to get moving if you don't have the right people on the bus. And I think the right people are on the bus. They just got to figure out where everybody needs to sit. Sure. 
I actually think they may have been. I mean, Denard's one of my favorite Michigan players of all time. Um, Very fond memories of those. But I do wonder if Les comes in with a style that's very close to Lloyd. Like, remember, Ryan Mallett was on Mm -hmm. Michigan's squad before he transferred. So, Les comes in, Ryan Mallett's there. I'm blanking on the running back who was there. But I I think he would have ran a very similar program. So, like, with that continuity. Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. That's a fair take. I don't entirely know if he would still be coaching, though. Just, you know, he doesn't like to change, and yeah. times are a changing. That's what I'm saying. But um, right. I do wonder if, you know, could they have won a you know, a couple of BCS, big BCS bowl games uh, in like four or five years? So I guess maybe to this point, would they have been more successful from Carr's retirement to 2019? Maybe. I think better moving forward from this day on, it's best that Jim Harbaugh has been there and still will be there moving forward. Sure. I could see that. So topic two, Evan, which team do you think is most likely to close the gap between Clemson and Alabama? I guess I should first start. Do you think it's fair that uh, Clemson and Alabama be on the same line? Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Clemson, I'm, or excuse me, Alabama, I'm just not, I wouldn't hear anything to the contrary that they are, you know, 1A, 1B, best. Right. They, they have to be considered one of the best programs in the nation. Uh, and then, you know, Clemson, I think, has proved it. They, mm. Certainly, I mean, they've beaten them, so, um, multiple times um, during this yeah. unprecedented era that Alabama's having. So, so certainly, I think they're on a uh, tier alone. Really tough coming up with, like, who could get up there. Because, uh, like, mm-hmm. honestly, I think it takes Saban retiring or, um, oh, boy, why am I blanking on his name? I'm blanking on everyone's Dabo? name today. Dabo. Jeez. How hungover Good are Lord. you? Good Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. Put some respect on that man's name. Uh, or Dabo leaves, I guess, to go to Alabama or the NFL. I'm not sure why he would leave. But anyway, so point being, I, I find it tough to, like, even talk about potentially a third yeah. team. But, I mean, do you consider – Ohio State might be a Big Ten homer right now. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Ryan, talking about continuity and how that's good for programs. Ryan Day, program insider coming in, not completely changing things. Still, you know, has the great recruits, um, great, like, program infrastructure around him. Mm -hmm. Um, Remains to be seen, but they have a habit of success, I'll call it. so, like, are they somewhat nipping at the heels? I don't know. That's a possibility. Who, who comes so, to mind for you? I can't I, – Ohio State has the resources. They mm-hmm. have had the ability to recruit. I can't officially say that I think they are the, putting themselves in the next best position based on uh, – because we just don't know enough about Ryan Day yet. So sure. the way in which I would look at it this way – on at a basic take, right, is I would look at one recruiting classes to the head coach, right? Um, okay. Sorry, LSU fans. I think LSU can get whatever they want, and Orgeron is just too crazy to ever put them in the in the Alabama Clemson category. I'm not saying that they can't go to big bowl games and win big bowl games. I don't think that they can win the college football playoff with Ed Orgeron. So far, Brian Kelly really has a hard time winning big games. Notre Dame has great recruiting classes, and they've recruited consistently consistently well. I don't see Kelly as the guy to take Notre Dame to like close the hump. So 
I guess I would rank Georgia number one. Oh, they have that's the a good one. Number, mm-hmm. They have the number two 2019 recruiting class, and they're sitting at number five with 2020 right now. Ohio State could be in there, but we got to know more about Ryan Day. So I would put Georgia ahead of them with, I think Kirby Smart is super competent. Sure. And I feel similarly about Auburn. Like, they've had great recruiting classes for a decade, and Malzahn has been inconsistent. So good enough where I think he should stay and is a good coach, but we're talking about Saban, the greatest college football coach ever, and Sweeney, who appears to be closing the gap better than anybody else has during the Saban tenure. So Georgia won, and then what's your Texas take? No! Stop it. Texas is not back. I've seen no evidence to suggest this. I like I, why. I think that is why? a program that could do it. Um they have the resources. Resources, they have the, boosters. They have the recruiting classes. Sure. Do what do you think? What do you think about Tom Herman? I mean, that offensive job where Ohio State with its third string quarterback wins the title. I mean, that's one of the greatest coaching jobs ever. Absolutely. So I don't know. That, that's my dark horse pick. Georgia, I think, is the team I would pick if forced to. But I don't know. For you want to place place some bets here? I would. Uh, I throw a little money on Texas. Interesting take there. I, I I mean I agree. It has like everything. I I'm just I've been let down by Texas so much. Uh, sure. <laughs> of late that I, I'm skeptical to quite dive in there with you. Um, but anyways, moving so on. So who was your team? Oh, sorry. Before so, we so I said Georgia. Yeah. So I said Ohio State. Texas. I agree okay. with you on Georgia. Uh, I'm trying to just think, like, what is another a third program? Right now with those head coaches, do you agree I would eliminate those schools from catching Alabama, Auburn, Notre mm-hmm. Dame, and LSU? Yes. You recruit however you want. I don't think you'll get them. Agreed. What do you think? This just came into my mind. Can we put Oklahoma on that list of nipping Ooh, at the heels? I like that. Yes. They so, will eventually have to play defense. Or they don't. <laughs> you got to survive your conference, right? They've made it twice True. in a conference where you just don't have to play. And if you can outshoot the other guy in the Big 12, a lot of times you can advance. That's not a bad call. I actually, yeah. Texas, I think, can come with more firepower, though, in that they, everybody in college football has got deep pockets. Texas might have the deepest. True. No, I mean, that Texas oil money, man, really can't. Uh... So. We'll see. Fourth and final topic. Fourth and final topic. Um, so the head, we're gonna, using this headline as an example, but Ole Miss mm. is adding a student party deck at their mm. stadium. Um, I don't really see a whole lot of pictures, so I'm not quite sure what it's supposed to be. It seems like it's going to be like a covered area. It's going to be TVs, a bar, fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of like uh, I, there's party decks at baseball stadiums. I'm sure the audience sure. has been to, but. This is pointing towards a decline in game attendance. Yep. Is across every conference um, is down. You know, I, I'm sure there are some programs that are somewhat immune to it. Uh, Michigan. There are only two conferences from... not down. That's not true. Oh, which are they? The Big Ten and the SEC. I was just going to say, I bet Michigan and Alabama are immune to this trend. Yep. Just considering how many people go, but over on the whole, attendance is down. So we're seeing st- stuff. Added like this, NFL was doing something similar uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, adding like pools and like all this stuff to entice people. So Matt, uh, what? How? You know, commissioner calls you says, Matt, how do I reverse the attendance decline? What do you do? Mm. Interesting. I'm not 
Sure, and I think everybody's trying to pick a different culprit. I mean, you saw the Pat Fitzgerald interview where he blames it on cell phones, right? And being that is old man dis- yells at clouds. Yeah, being uh, distracted, can't possibly enjoy the game. I think we got to look a couple steps backwards. Football, it's not a college football program. It's a this is a bigger sure. mm-hmm. football Agreed. problem. Twenty. Uh, in 2018, high school sports increased for the 20 in at the uh, for the 29th straight year. More students participated in high school sports in 2018 than the previous year. That happened for 29 years in a row. It was over 7 million high school students. This is according to the uh, National Federation of High School Sports uh, that participated last year. Football for the second year in a row declined. Now, not as significant as in 2017, but it's still down 20,500 athletes in the 2018 season. We're, you know, uh, football for 2019 has just kicked off, so we'll see what those numbers look like as they come in, but the trend is not great. The biggest growers are uh, outdoor track and field is the second most boy popular boy sport. It has been the most popular um, girls sport for several years and still continues to be boy, boy soccer. So these are two fall sports. This is my other point is that this is coming out of the, uh, the football pool, I think, in that you are seeing large increases for boys soccer and boys cross country. Those are the two biggest growers in 2018. Interesting. So I, football has a culture problem that it needs to fix around. I mean, the way that the NFL has reacted to social issues, um, including but not limited to like domestic violence, the national anthem, drug abuse. Um, we've seen similar instances of domestic violence or abuse at the collegiate level with these huge discrepancies in how players are treated versus the adults who coach them. It's it, There needs to be a ton of reworking. I, I, I think all this stuff about like pools and like on your cell phone or not, like th- that's real gimmicky and you're not addressing the, the biggest problem you have. No, I mean, that's a pretty good take. Um, I didn't know, you know, all the stats about the the um, high school figures, but uh, I agree that, I, you know, I think it's it's to a certain extent just football kind of lagging uh, in, what I don't know, cultural importance. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. phrase you want to use. Um, you know, back in the day, like boxing used to be the number one mm-hmm. sport in the country. De- not even well, close I mean, now, yeah, right? It- um, well, so like these the 19- things happen, like, I guess 30s, would be my point. Forties, yeah. Right? Three most popular sports: uh, boxing, baseball, uh, horse racing. Sure. Now two of those are nowhere near the top, and honestly, baseball is struggling with the same problem, um, right? Attendance and everything. So one, I, so I would say just naturally these things kind of come and go, and I think we were probably at a peak for football the last ten years, and it's coming down. Um, I do think, I don't know, so like part of me is also like you're building these giant megaplexes which like cost money and stuff and like when's the last time you could go to a sporting event, you know, with your son or whatever and like not spend $100 because like hot dogs are 20 bucks a pop, you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe. We've seen that money is like not. A big eight. people will, people buy like crazy stuff all the time and and it, so you think it's like saturated on the the price I mean prices have been raising rising for sure. twenty years I th- and and attendance increased yeah I think no I mean I don't disagree like I just think that's more rich people going to the games right 
Um, right. And like, there are only so many rich people that can go and buy $20 hot dogs. Um, could we get like, God, what blanket on the, there's a baseball team that's experimenting with really low prices for their concessions. Um, I am blanking on it, it. Like I'm blanking so the, on everything. If the twins don't sell out, they offer $5 tickets for the uh, unsold seats the day of the game. Really? That's an interesting move. Yeah, and something to be considered. I still think that football in general is less popular, and there are if 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 I'm an administrator, I'm trying to figure out how do we get a committee together to, you know, write some of these rule changes and address social issues in a more progressive way that's going to help the sport remain popular. It is too resistant to shifts we're seeing socially, you know, and politically in our country that are are I think. A problem long term for the sport. Yeah, I just think it's easier to offer hot dogs for five dollars than to do. <laughs> it is easier to do that, but I don't, I don't know how much you're going to get with a five dollar hot dog. I yeah, I know. I, I if you if your issue is still that you don't like the way that you know we treat players and players treat other people and the way that you know if that's your issue, like who cares what the cost of the hot dog is. I, I see your point. I'm just saying I don't like, you know, the way college football players are treated. And yet, come Saturday, you know I'm going to have the one game on TV. I'm going to have another game on my laptop. And then yeah. Kindle's got an iPad. Yeah. Excuse me, 15-Minute Wife's got an iPad. I'm going to have another game on the iPad. Uh, well, and we host the podcast. I you and I are the best sample size for this. I'm just, well, point being, like, people overlook those things. Sure, sure. So, we'll see. All right, friend. Uh, it's been another great week of 15-Minute You. Any final thoughts, comments as we take this longer look, wider look at the college football landscape? Uh, can we – what do we got? Two weeks left to the season? Mm-hmm. Can we get one podcast where we talk about our favorite non-MAC Big Ten teams? So, like, sure. I'll talk about Utah. You love Cincy. I love Cincy. We'll, we'll talk about Cincy. What I don't know what weird teams you like, but or I'm blanking on them like I'm blanking on everything else in my life. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely put That'd that be on the fun. table. If you have if you have other suggestions for Evan and I, you can find us on Twitter at fifteen minute you or Evan underscore underscore fifteen menu. We're also at Gmail at fifteen minute you. Uh, remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. When you are at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Please be sure to tell a friend and then have that friend to tell a friend. Join the conversation. Give us some topics. And we can't wait to get started. College football kicks off in less than three weeks, folks. Buckle up. Buckle up. Whatever you do tomorrow, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Three, two, one.